Hi and welcome to episode 6 of the Forgotten Clubs Around the World podcast. Uh, I'm your host Phil um, and today we will be covering another former League of Ireland club. Uh, that's all we've covered so far. Uh, the Around the World uh, part of the podcast name is starting to become a bit redundant but uh, you voted, you voted for uh, another Irish club so here we are and the Irish club that you voted for uh, is Turles Town uh, from County Tipperary of course um, anybody who's not from Ireland County Tipperary is uh, one of the largest counties in Ireland it's uh, down in uh, the province of Munster um, and uh, Turles would be quite a big town in uh, County Tipperary but um, Look, we've already covered clubs um, from Dublin. Uh, we covered Monaghan, um, Kilkenny. Uh, so, I suppose we'll venture into Tipperary and Tourless Town. Uh, it would be forgiven, though, uh, if, if, if people didn't know that Tourless uh, Town uh, actually represented um, Tipperary in the League of Ireland. And because, of course, Tourless is actually the home uh, of the GAA, where the GAA was founded uh, in Hayes Hotel. Um, I was lucky enough when I went down to Tourless Town um, to have a little venture to, to see where they played and stuff like that, to actually see the Hayes Hotel. Um, went in, had a point, it was decent. Um, so, you know, uh, bit of a bit of a, um, a, a cultural thing there when I when I went down, but I also did go visit uh, the stadium where uh, Tourless Town actually played their, their home games, uh, the Greyhound Track, uh, which is right beside uh, Sample Stadium, which is a big GAA stadium down there. Uh, unfortunately, if you're a, a football fan or a soccer fan, um, Sample, uh, Sample Stadium dwarfs the, uh, the uh, Greyhound Track. You can, of course, uh, see the pictures I actually took of the Greyhound uh, racing track uh, when I was down there. It was a beautiful uh, um, summer day. It was in July I was down there, so uh, um, lovely town. Uh, and of course, the Greyhound racing track was uh, was uh, in immaculate condition, uh, as was uh, Sample Stadium when I walked by it. Didn't go into it. Um, Stay <laughs> uh, true, stay true to soccer. But um, Tourist Town. Um, yeah, they were in League of Ireland in the 80s. Um, I mean, they weren't there for long. Um, they, they didn't leave uh, much uh, much of an impression uh, when they did play in the, sorry, in the 70s, not the 80s. Um, but it's still, uh, we, we still have a little uh, interesting story to tell about Tourist Town uh, in a pre-season friendly that they played against Stoke. So, just bear with us. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the facts of Tour de Town uh, in, in their uh, brief spell in the League of Ireland, I suppose. Um, but, you know, look, when I do talk about them and, and when I did uh, put, put their story on the blog, you know, I got a good reaction um, from, from the people of Tour because uh, they, they do love their, their sport down there. Um, okay, yeah, people say, well, it's, it's very much GAA orientated. Um, you know, football and or Gaelic football and hurling, of course. But uh, they do love their soccer, as 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 we have to call it uh, when when we're kind of 
talking about football as well. But um, let, let's get into the, to the facts about them. Uh, Tourless Town AFC was founded in 1950 and they played in the North Tipperary District League. Uh, the home ground was the Tourless Greyhound Stadium, uh, as I said. The pictures are up on the website. Um, it's a stone throws away from, of course, the Sample Stadium, which basically kind of overshadows it uh, a little bit. Um, they were nicknamed the town, I mean, generic nickname for tourist town. Um, and they decided to merge uh, with Kilkenny side, uh, Peak Villa, uh, and consequently became known as Tourist Town FC. Uh, the, mer the merge was formed so they could enter the League of Ireland in 1977. So we're looking into the 70s here. Uh, when when Tourist Town emerged into the League of Ireland and, and basically decided to have a go. Um, but their, their stay in the in Ireland's top league was uh, short-lived and they only played five seasons uh, with the highest place finish being ninth in the 1979-80 season. Um, so as I said they didn't make much of an impression uh, when it came to League of Ireland um, and, and they didn't stay long. I mean they stayed longer than some um, I suppose we, we could say uh, Swan Fingal were only there three seasons, but so Swan Fingal won trophies. Um, Tour de Sound unfortunately didn't. Um, the first season in 1977, uh, 78 ended with only one solitary win, and uh, you know it, it wasn't a great first season. Uh, they finished 16th, um, last place. Uh, as I said, only won once, uh, drew eight and lost 21 times that season. Um, just looking at the pictures there of the Greyhound uh, track and stadium. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> um, the 1978-79 season saw an improvement in their form and the league position as they finished 12th. Uh, they won a total of eight games, uh, drew five and lost seven in. So still not a great season. Uh, by any means, but it, it was definitely an improvement from the season um, before. Um, 1979-80 season then was the town's best season in the League World, when they finished ninth place. Uh, they actually finished above the likes of St. Pat's, uh, Shells and Drada. Uh, all three of those clubs still uh, kicking around uh, the League World. Shells, who just got recently promoted back into the Premier. Yeah, and Patrick Drada, who are currently in the Premier at the moment. Um, this was uh, actually down, hugely down to the goal scoring efforts of their top goal scorer uh, at the time, uh, a man named Neville Steedman, who bagged a total of 17 goals uh, for the club, making him their third highest scorer in the league uh, that year behind Alan Campbell of Sean Grovers. Robert fans will probably know him. He scored 22 goals that season. And Tony Morris of Limerick United. Um, Limerick fans uh, of the past will know of him. He got 19 goals that season. Um, as it would happen, Neville Seedman uh, would go on to write a bit, bit of history for another club in the League of Ireland, uh, Shamrock Rovers. Of course, who else? I mean, Rovers seem to appear in every single one of our stories um, somehow uh, with the former players. Uh, he was the last man to score at the Old Milltown in a reserve cup game uh, back in 1987. Uh, he also won the League of Ireland with Shamrock Rovers in 1983-84 in a side that also had current Sligo Rovers manager uh, Liam Buckley and prolific goal scorer 
and Alan Campbell, who was top goal scorer that year. Um, but I mean, that season when they came ninth, uh, when I was saving, that was basically the, the peak of their success. Um, there was no more progress for sort of town. Uh, when the next season, 16th of the last uh, in the 80 81, uh, only winning seven games, drawing four and losing 19. Uh, the club had one more season with Ireland in 1981-82, but once again they finished bottom of the pile, 16, uh, winning only three games, drawing five and losing 22. So they actually came bottom three times out of the five times of beating the League of Ireland. So hardly um, anything to write home about really uh, when, when when they played League One. But look, they gave it a go, and uh, look, I suppose Tortoise Town are, are, the, are the club that people would say, look, it, it can't work, country teams can't join League Wardens. Look at Tour Town, they tried it and failed. Um, I mean, it was only five years. Yes, they, they didn't get the success they wanted. Um, but football has obviously evolved now. Um, and I, I feel a, a club like Tour Town um, would probably do better nowadays than they did back in the 70s and 80s. But uh, look, that's, that remains to be seen, really. Um, it, that, that was our last season, it proved to be the end of their five year spell in the top flight and they went back to playing the North Tipperary District League. Um, while Peak Villa continued playing uh, in the Kilkenny League, so the marriage kind of broke off and, and um, both, both clubs kind of went back to their, their district leagues. Um, I mean, after listening to that, you know, you, you might think it was all doom and gloom for Tour of Town and there was no joy at all uh, while, while they were there for the five seasons. But uh, I, I have, um, I have a, a little, a, a few little silver linings here for them. Um, they never won anything, obviously, in, uh, in League of and basically did just make up the numbers. So let, let's be honest, that's, that's all they did when they were playing League of But in their own district league, uh, you know, they weren't even successful in that. They failed to win the league for 56 years uh, in their own district league. And, uh, you know, you, you'd be forgiven if, uh, what they would be forgiven, um, if they had to just packed it in and just turned to the GAA and said, look, football, or soccer in this case, is not for us. Um, but they didn't. They persisted, they persisted. Uh, and eventually, they, they, um, they got their reward. Uh, I mean, there must have been huge pressure on them. Uh, just to join in GA, they probably were GA fans as well. But um, I would say, you know, there's a few people, a few GA people, you know, probably laugh at Tourist Town FC down there. Um, as I said, uh, 56 years without winning a league title, but the persistence did pay off. Uh, and in 2016, the club won their first ever North Tipperary District League title uh, with a little help from a man who uh, gave me a bit of an insight to Tourist Town. Um, I got him on an interview uh, about the club, um, and his name is Barry Birdie Ryan. Um, he, might, he, he used to actually play for Kilkenny City, uh, and he, he managed to score 40 goals in that season, 2016-17 season, and was named Tipperary Player of the Year. Um, and look, Barry told me all about what that this season, that season 2016 meant to him to bring that first title home. Um, you know, it, it, 
the interview was up on the blog, but I'll just I'll read out a few snippets of it. Um, so what he says, as a junior club, then you had never won the league in their 40 year existence. As I said, it was a little bit longer than that, uh, 56. Uh, and at the end of my career in 2016, I signed with them and captained them to, the f- to their first league title. Uh, there's a few pictures of Barry there with the actual trophy. Um, and, you know, I, I, I wanted to touch on, as I said, I've I, I gone through Turtles Town in their League of Ireland and there's not much really to talk about with them. They came last three times and they had a dreadful time of it. So I really wanted to kind of get Barry's insight to this 2016 win because it was huge. I know it's not when it was in League of Ireland, but it's in a domestic league, in their district league, and this is what it means to local people playing for their local clubs. Um, you know, and just because it is a district league doesn't make it any any inferior. Um, so I asked Barry what his reason uh, for the success was and what it meant to him. And basically, uh, this is what he says, uh, yeah, I went back with, with a few local lads that had been away with other clubs and we played for two seasons and won two leagues. So they didn't just win one league, they won the two leagues, so it wasn't just a fluke. Um, it was a huge celebration for the club to finally win a tip prem, Premier League. Uh, Kevin Gilban uh, came down to present the medals at the award ceremony. I scored 40 goals, so I was lucky to get the club player of the year and the Tipperary player of the year. So it was a special year for me and my father, as uh, was also at the awards. So it was a bit of a family history to uh, having both played with them. So Barry's dad also played with uh, Tourist Town. He actually played with them um, in League of Ireland. So that's where that connection is. Um, and then there's a picture there of Kilban actually uh, giving Barry uh, his uh, player um, of uh, Tipperary Trophy. Um, so as I said, Barry said his family had already a connection to the club with his dad, Martin uh, Birdie Ryan. So Birdie was a, a family nickname. Uh, played for Tourist Town FC that competed in the League of Ireland. Um, but here, now this is, this is, this is why I love doing these stories. You get these little gems of stories when you know when you talk to people like this. And this is this is one of my favourite stories that I, I've uh, covered while covering uh, former New World um, uh, clubs. So if you haven't read this on the blog, I'll, I'll tell you this now. Uh, the highlight for Barry's dad wasn't even playing League of Ireland with uh, Tourist Town FC, um, but it was actually um, another event with Tourist Town. So, Barry says his, his dad, uh, Martin, um, was a, a centre forward and uh, he played with Kilkenny uh, City um, or EMFA. We went through all that when we covered Kilkenny uh, City, that's, that's what they were known. Um, his dad actually went um, over to Redden FC, had trials with them. Um, he tried with the Irish under 21 team with Frank Stapleton. Um, and yeah, I just I asked him about his tour of town days um, when they were League of inside. And uh, he, he basically told me this story, um, which is a bit of a folklore uh, down there, uh, down in Tour of Town. So um, he, he told me that Neville Steedman actually stayed in his house a few years back. Uh, he was down for some reunion of the players, and he told about, uh, you know, he talked about it for over time, but he also talked about Turtles Town. Um, Pat Dunn, 
uh, who actually had a stint at Man United. Uh, I was manager of Town for a while. And uh, as mentioned, Martin, his dad played for Town in the League of Ireland. Um, but they actually played a friendly against uh, a Stoke City side that consisted of a Peter Shilton and Garrett Crooks, who came over to Ireland to play Town in what must have been just pre-season friendly for Stoke. Now, this is the folklore story. Uh, it finished 8-1 to Stoke, so <laughs> Tourless got hammered, okay, uh, which, you, which you'd expect. But uh, Barry's dad, Martin, actually scored the goal and nuts Peter Shilton to score the goal. Um, you know, who can? how many people can say they nuts Peter Shilton? Um, I mean, look, okay, the last eight won, but he's walking up the pitch, he's saying, I know it's Peter Shilton. He's down in Tourless Town telling everybody that. He's in the local bar telling everybody that. I mean, if I lost eight won, I had nuts, you know, Peter Shilton, or even the equivalent of him, of uh, Peter Shilton nowadays, if I nuts um, um, Alison at Liverpool or Ederson at Man City, you know, I'm ranting and raving with that forever. That, that's, that's my claim to fame. Um, and, and that's what uh, Barry tells me here. Um, you know, I, I actually looked up uh, the history of that game. It actually wasn't 8-1. Uh, they actually only lost 7-2, so it even gets, it gets a little bit better for Turtle Town. <laughs> so they, it wasn't 8-1, it was 7-2, but that goal uh, was still scored by uh, Martin Burley Ryan, uh, and he still must be yourself. Uh, so there you go. Um, I mean, look, if we were to go back why Twirl Sound didn't work out, and I asked Barry why he thought um, um, why it didn't work out. The, it, actually, it's, it's quite the same as, as any story. There's very few uh, local players playing for Twirl Sound in League of Ireland. So again, there was that local factor wasn't there. People couldn't connect to the club because it was Dublin lives and, and stuff like that playing um, for Torres Town and, and, and the town maybe were like well we don't want to support those lads they're not from our area you know there was no as far as I don't want to say it but there was no kind of GAA feel about it uh, you know where the parish get together and they support the lads and stuff like that so that's basically what Barry puts it down to um, he doesn't think Turtle Town will ever be back in the League of Ireland, but he would like to see a sustainable, successful junior club uh, in uh, from Tipperary, uh, maybe make the step up. Uh, the one club I can think of, and I actually lived down in Tipperary Town uh, for a couple of months um, back in my, in my mid-twenties, and uh, the one club that I can think of that, that may be able to make the step up um, is St Michael's, who are fairly successful uh, in the FEI Junior Cup. And they were quite a decent setup down there as well. Um, so you never know, they, they may make the step up, but that's of course up to St. Michael's. Uh, I don't actually know the ins and outs of the actual club, only know that they're quite successful. I've seen their setup, and uh, they, judging by that, I would say they'd be able to compete in first division definitely, and then if they got uh, even more local talent or even a few other players from Dublin or Sligo or wherever else. Uh, they could be competitive. Um, but that, that is really the story of Tourless Town. As I said, not much to tell in regards to League of Ireland. Uh, bottom three times uh, in their five seasons. 
uh, best finish was ninth. Um, Neville Steedman uh, was a top goal scorer one season. Um, and then obviously he made a little bit of history with Rovers being the last man to score in Milltown. And then of course uh, Martin Birdie Ryan's uh, goal against Peter Shilton where he nuts him in a friendly against Stoke in which they lost 7-2. In a Stoke team that also had Garth Brooks. Um, look, what else can I say? Uh, it, was, it was a joy going down to the Town. It was a joy seeing where they played. Uh, listen to uh, Barry tell me tell me their own stories. Um, as I said, it's up on our website. Um, but of course, I've just told you it all there in the podcast. Um, as usual, I'd like to thank our sponsor, uh, Elevation Styles. Uh, it's one of who was on the show last week, uh, doing great things there, and they continue to sponsor us. Um, and yeah, look. It's, it's been a pleasure the last the last six podcasts uh, covering the League of Ireland clubs. Uh, I'll continue to put up the post, but it does seem like people just want me to talk about former uh, League of Ireland clubs. Uh, maybe one week we'll get a different country involved, uh, and that uh, around the world part of the name will start to uh, mean something. But um, from now on, uh, and from me, thank you for listening, and uh, have a good one. Cheers.